I've been waiting for this one. Oh, no. It's my boy ears. Sabrina. Welcome back to another episode of Anubis Backwards, the podcast. Today we are going to recap House of Who slash House of Frauds. <laughs> First and foremost, in some cast news, finally, it's Clarissa Clayton's birthday on March 9th. So happy birthday, Clarissa. She plays Today? Joy. Oh. If you, on March 9th. <laughs> happy birthday. Um, and some mild housekeeping. Hello, this is Editing Emily here. Just a quick heads up if you were not part of our Instagram live anyways, that we did record the first half of this episode over Instagram live. So there is a little bit of extra background chatter and a little bit of extra chaos. Um, enjoy. <laughs> we'll promote it when we get there, ma'am. And some housekeeping. <laughs> if you want to send in your voice memo, send them to anchor.fm slash backwards. And now Brenna has something important to tell us. Yes, um, so I'm here with another TV show recommendation. I don't know if you guys even like these, but I'm doing it anyway. So uh, Disney Channel has a new show. It's called Secrets of Sulphur Springs. If you like House of Anubis, I promise you're going to love the show. It is so good. Um, I binged it. Well, it's still airing. So I binged the first nine episodes all this week and most of them yesterday. And it has the same like spooky mystery vibes as House of Anubis. And there's time traveling and it's kind of like, sci-fi and there's a mystery and you should definitely go check it out if you want a new show to watch um also you know the more people that watch it the better chance of them getting picked up for another season so that would be good too i watched the first episode i really liked it i haven't i think we've kind of mentioned no well we mentioned it on the live but we didn't mention it in the recording um i keep trying to watch the second episode i keep falling asleep doing it and then usually when i'm home alone to watch tv it's nighttime and i just don't for some reason want to watch the show at night so saturday i'm off work so i plan on sitting down in front of the tv and cranking through it i fully plan to watch it at some point when i have time to watch it okay maybe this weekend when i'm done editing and recording this podcast but yeah you can watch it on disney channel or the disney now app or the first five episodes just got added to disney plus so lots of places megan wants us to promote her fake podcast um everyone listen to megan's (laughs) fake podcast It's Sulphur Springs backwards. Um, it's all about Seekers of Sulphur Springs. I'm gonna be the first guest. It's gonna can, be a great time. I, can I be the second one, Megan? <laughs> I'll be the guest when I watch. <laughs> so coming, um, probably never to a computer near you. <laughs> time to get to the summary. As per usual, we open with the iconic intro. Um, I literally paused and immediately just started like when I was taking my notes. I immediately paused and just started going like screaming because Berkeley was in the trailer the the intro it made it gave me the happy chemical happy chemical woo, go, whoosh, <laughs> i was just happy well it's also kind of sad um but happy that you know mick and eddie finally get to, to be together in a scene it's just it's the intro it's kind of tragic that that's really the only time but look at our favorite white boys woo! hanging out together but not <laughs> not really not really it's upsetting Jerome is reading the letter his father had sent his mother. He says his dad is a criminal. Poppy comes in and Jerome hides the letter. Jerome asks Mara not to tell Poppy anything. Poppy asks if Jerome and Mara are now an item. Mara leaves the two to discuss the letter. Is this our first first sighting of Jerome's weird like photo montage of himself? Is it? Probably. <laughs> I, I don't know. So. I don't remember it before now. Jerome literally has like this frame, like collage frame, and it's all just like photos of him. 
It's just a little odd. Not gonna lie. I also love that. So, like, Mar and Jerome are standing in this room. Like, they're, like, really far apart, too. They're, like, almost six feet apart. And Poppy walks in is instantly like, oh, are you two an item? <laughs> just because they're just, like, in the room together. I said, no one. Absolutely no one. Poppy. I ship Jara. <laughs> Poppy asked Jerome what the detective said. Jerome said he didn't find anything and that they can't afford to keep the PI on. Jerome says it's the end of the line. Outside, a taxi is pulling up. Eddie gets out of the taxi and takes a look at the school before walking in. I've been waiting for this one! <laughs> no! <laughs> this <is my> <laughs> Eddie! He's here! Dorothy, we're not in New Jersey anymore! <laughs> I say as I'm physically in New Jersey. Eddie's I'm not, not in New Jersey. Though. You know who's not in New Jersey not anymore? New Jersey. Neither is Brett. <laughs> I, I wish Brenna was in New Jersey. <laughs> Soon. Soon. April. Nina and Fabian and Amber are sneaking around Miss Andrews' classroom trying to find the book. Amber asks if it's impossible she left it laying around for two years. Amber says they should search her bag. Miss Andrews comes in and Amber grabs the book and says that Nina says it's a real page turner. Miss Andrews says yes, it's a dictionary. Amber says she's been wanting to read it for ages. Fabian says a very important book has gone missing and they want her to make an announcement during class. She says she might know where the book is. Fabian says they just need to wait for her to return it. Nina was so sassy in this moment because as soon as Fabian says like, oh, we just need to wait for her to return it. Nina's just like, yeah, I love waiting. And I was like, girl, calm down. <laughs> I just said Fabian's face with a bad lie because every time Nina and Amber just make up like a really bad lie, such as I love to read dictionaries, Fabian's just like, please stop. Jerome and Elfie are walking into the classroom. Jerome says he needs a way to make money fast. Jerome tells Elfie the first thing that comes into his head, Elfie says, Donkey. Jerome asks how Donkey helps him think of an idea. Jerome then says that may be Elfie's best idea yet. Elfie, I love you. I love that the first thing that thought that came to your mind was Donkey. <laughs> I like literally laughed out loud at that part. Just Donkey. Just Donkey. Joy and Patricia are walking into the drama room. Joy tells Patricia that she just wants to know, are they on or are they off? Referring to Fabian and Nina. Joy tells Patricia she needs to be subtle. Joy then says, scratch subtle. Patricia bumps into Eddie's legs. She tells him to stick his feet in, and he complains that he, she woke him. Patricia says next time he trips someone up, it that it's polite to apologize. Eddie asks if she ever stops talking. He says he should call her Blabs or Yacker. Eddie settles on Yacker, and Patricia says maybe she should call him a cab back to the airport. Joy and Patricia leave, and Joy says that he's pretty cute, huh? And Patricia says he likes to think he is. Um, while I was taking my notes, I literally just had to pause every time Eddie was on screen screen just to like scream incoherently because like i just i love him so much your honor um also not me tearing up a lot the first time he called her yacker i was just like oh man here they are my children my babies they're so cute like i could not stop smiling this entire scene because it was just like it's happening it's happening it's finally happening Okay, and many notes. One, Joy's face. She knows something's going on and it's entertaining. <laughs> Number two, so Eddie in this scene mentions like how long his flight was and how long his train ride was in one time because we are very, uh, Eddie is either from New Jersey or Philly truthers. We looked up how long the flight in the train ride would be from New Jersey and it fit. In which, so Eddie is from New Jersey or Philly confirmed. Thank you. Okay, but we've always been it. Eddie is from New Jersey or Phil, like, that area truthers, because I remember, like, 
I think it was after season three, we like st- were looking at flights from like England to New York because we wanted to know who the hell was paying for Patricia to fly to America, and we wanted to know the cost just That's to figure fair. that out. So I think we've always been like New Jersey, New New York truthers, are anyways like East Coast truthers. He says hoagie, and apparently y'all don't say that outside of here. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> me just being like, yeah, it is a hoagie. That makes sense. Everyone else, people, we don't say hoagie. Me. <laughs> I like how that's what you've retained obtained from the petty relationship. No, that's that's just what I've retained from uh, Eddie's from New Jersey truther. Okay, next. Next, okay, Hermione, and then another patronizing American who's only referenced the UK as Harry Potter. Iconic. Then I just said Yacker with, like, the soft face emoji, and then I said, maybe I should call you a cab back to the airport. I love the scene. It's iconic. So good. I love that so much. Um, License plate, you're not wrong, says Megan. I agree. I know exactly what you're referring to, Megan. The New York one. I'm not wrong. I've never once been wrong a day in my life. I'm kidding. Amber is waiting outside, and Nina says that Miss Andrews is back from lunch and headed that way. Amber asks if she has a book with her, and Nina says she's not sure. Nina asks where Fabian is, and Amber says he was asked to stay behind and tutor Joy. Amber says she was going to break it to Nina gently. They see Mrs. Andrews coming and go to the bushes to hide. They hope the book is in her bag. CIA chic. I think Amber said she needs to dress CIA chic. She does. I don't know. I almost made a note about that because I was like, dude, is the CIA like an international thing? Or I thought that was an American thing. Do they have the CIA in the UK? I probably sound dumb if they do. (laughs) Is anyone in this live from the UK right now? Please tell us if you have the CIA. Do you guys have the CIA? I agree, Alyssa. It is the best opening ship scene ever. Petty, not the CIA scene. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Andrews walks into the library and runs into Victor. Amber and Nina sneak in behind her. Mrs. Andrews says the book was researched for their project. Victor pages through the book and notices the foreword by, is by Louisa. Victor goes to walk out with the book, but Amber gets up and screams that Victor is taking something he shouldn't. Oh, I said they're being the opposite of sneaky. Like, they really were, like, trying to sneak in behind Mrs. Andrews, but they're, like, just, like, vibing. Like, if they don't want people to see them. Right. And then the I thought that was, like, really bold of Amber to do, but I'm like, go, you go, girl. But still, that was risky. <laughs> Victor asks them why they are there, and Amber asks what he is doing, and says stealing books, it would seem. Victor asks them to get out of his way. Jasper and Trudy come over. Victor says they're trying to prevent him from borrowing the book. Jasper says that the books are part of the exhibition now. Jasper says someone was tampering with the boxes, and they have to be careful. Jasper asks the girls what he can do for them. Amber thanks him for his advice on the amulets and offers to put the book back. Once Jasper has his back turned, they leave with the book. I said, is she flirting with Jasper? Amber, ma'am. <laughs> I didn't think she was flirting with Jasper. Okay, what? maybe it's just me I didn't get that vibe at all. <laughs> I thought she just needed like an excuse for why they were there. And she was like, oh, <gasps> thank you for your advice. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, Amber, what are you doing? <laughs> no Siri playlist affairs today. Okay, no, 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 no. Megan says what? Yeah, I don't know. I thought Amber was flirting with Jasper, and I'm very glad she wasn't. No, she was definitely not. Amber being I'm crying. At the school, Jerome and Elvie walk into Mr. Sweet's office. Jerome is dressed up like. That's not even right. Oh, is he dressed up like a donkey? I thought he was. Like a donkey. He's wearing like a costume. I don't know what the hell is happening anymore. You're like no costume. Just Eddie. 
Well, you should have seen me taking my notes. My Sabuna lines were usually like a sentence and my Eddie lines were like full-blown like paragraphs. <laughs> At the school, Jerome and Alfie walk in Mr. Sweet's office. Jerome is dressed up like a donkey. He says donkeys are poor and mistreated. Jerome says there is a donkey sanctuary that badly needs new facilities. Mr. Sweet asks him what it is that he wants. Jerome asks for permission to run Donkey Day and says all the money raised will go to a very good cause. Uh, Mr. Sweet's already being done. Is it because, you know, his son is there? His strange son? Yes. Jerome says the donkeys need stables and better hair. Bobby Lockwood fan is in here. Hi, Jasmine. Hello. <laughs> we're, we're being very chaotic. If you're new, um, just joined, we are literally recording the podcast live on. <laughs> live well, on we're, gonna, we're only recording the first half live on Instagram. And I yeah. promise you, this is like a little bit more chaotic than normal. Patricia is doing homework in the living room. Eddie walks in and notice her, notices her sitting there. He walks in and says, if it isn't the yacker, she says, no need. No, tell me you're not staying here. He says it's a matter of principle. He doesn't like to stay anywhere too long. Patricia says just what she needs. Another stupid boy in the house. He asks her to slow down her role a bit and that it's hard to understand her accent and that it's cute, but kind of whiny. He finally introduces himself as Eddie and he tells her as much as he'd love to stay and hang. He asks to report to someone named Vincent or Victor. Um, to that, I say they changed my life, Your Honor. Like they improved my life. They made me a better, a better person. They gave me a better person. They gave me the Sarah. They gave me the happy chemical. The happy chemical. Also, the Eddie Krueger line just uh makes me so happy. Iconic. Like I just I love them. I love them so much. I wrote Eddie Krueger, but I was so excited. I spelled it very, very badly. I spelled it Eddie Druger. <laughs> I see that. Close enough. You tried. <laughs> I was very hype about this scene. <laughs> Laura took a page from my book. So they're not sitting on their chairs normally. Like they're just sitting on the armrests and stuff. And so that just proves they're bi, right? Yes. As just... <laughs> the resident bi of the group. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Because they're not sitting in their chairs properly. That they're was my really first thought in that scene. I was chair. like, ah. <laughs> Me also, he's just sitting on like the back of the couch, and that Eddie just sits on the arm of the chair. Yes, yeah. proud of and him. Then his accent was really horrible when he tried to be British. It was really funny. But you know what? Have you ever watched the Jade Ramsey Anubis Sunblocked episode? Because yes, he, Jade do the entire accent switch thing, and I think about that whenever I'm sad because that really do give me the whoosh. <laughs> I just said I don't know why I said yeah, ball caps, but it was a cultural reset. Just a scene, truly. Eddie leaves casting Joy on his way out. He asks her if her friend is always so... Joy says, yeah. Joy asks Patricia if he's staying at Anubis' house, and Patricia says she hopes not. I said Joy's flirting with Eddie. I love that for her. I love that for her, too. Like, Fabian's not giving her anything, so, like, switch it up. In the cellar, the Sabunas are putting the books on the shelf in the tunnel. Behind them, a cube forms. Nina asks what it is. Fabian thinks it's a key to the door that leads to the next tunnel. Nina tells Fabian to open it, but he can't. Fabian says they will have to find the mask. It's the last thing they do. Um. So Fabian's trying to open this, and he can't do it. Why aren't they letting the chosen one try? Like, it always works that like Nina can open everything that no one else can. Why is Fabian just like, oh, I can't do it, guys. Guess it's Maybe. guess it's not working. Like, give it to Nina. They should try Nina's locket. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. Dumb. No brain cell. Um. But also. And maybe this is because this is Eddie's episode, but this part, like, this part of the mystery, like, has left my brain. Do not remember this at all. In my head, the first task was, like, the chasm, or whatever you call it, in the first tunnel. I'm- 
It's time for our weekly tangent. What kind of nonsense will it be today? It's the tangent of the week. Yeah, I also had no recollection of this strange cube. Me yeah, neither. I'm like, what is happening? I've seen season two so many times. I think because this episode is so like Eddie Petty, like we just forgot about the Sabuna stuff. <laughs> it's just like not important. And even like last week, because like that was such a big Mick and Mar episode, like the last couple weeks. Um, I think same thing. My head's like whoosh. Like, <laughs> what's Sabuna? I don't know. Like we're focusing on <laughs> the relationships. My brain not immediately the is like they start with the tunnels. And Amber went blind, and then after that, they almost fell down the t- chasm, right? Right, that's how <gasps> I feel. I feel like so. the only reason I don't remember the chasm is because I remember the chasm from like I remember like I don't remember the, I remember the hopscotch. But oh, I remember. I feel like yeah. I remember Eddie out. showing up Donkey Day, then the dance right away. I feel like well, the like chasm a is during of, like, the dance. Lines. Yeah, that's why I think. Yeah. They go hand in hand. Uh, yeah, I think the chasm was super relevant because it was during the dance, so that's, like, the main. That would make sense. But they did do the hopscotch, too. like, on their way to the, like, before they went to the dance, if I remember. Oh, yeah! Because okay. the Amber holds up her shoe and goes for Nina the mouse for some... For... Okay! Yeah. And if anyone's alive, you can chime in with this, too. Also, Jasmine has confirmed she is from England. Anyway, if you're on the live, confirm on this. Why are they always, like, for Nina for the mouse for Sabuna? <laughs> Like, I get that they're Sabuna, so, like, I guess, but, like, and I get that Nina's the leader, so, like, I guess, but if I was almost dying every five seconds, like, you're all really, like, for Nina, not for all of us. I guess they are saying for Sabuna, which I guess is for all of them, but, like, they're, like, for Nina. They all just really like Nina. They say Nina's the main character, and I guess, I mean, she is, but they're really, like, Nina, you are the main character. (laughs) But I'm sure we'll get into that later <laughs> yeah that, when that actually happens like every five minutes i'm gonna be like excuse me okay vera walks into the library as jasper is looking at some of the artifacts vera thanks jasper for getting her the job and says that he's pleased the collector jasper says he wants to meet the collector and vera says that's not possible vera says the amulet information was most interesting vera says they need to find out what the kids know but but jasper says that it's his godson and his friends and he can't jasper asks vera if she's threatening him there was, like, a lot happening in this scene, and I kind of blank, like, zoned out during most of it. So there is something with Vera vaguely threatening Jasper that occurs that I just did not include in this note. She got really dramatic, too. She was, like... <laughs> Alyssa said right before my phone overheated that it was because Nina got her life threatened by a car, and I'm like, maybe, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, to but- the people alive, this is our halfway point for the episode, and we don't want to... Everything for you guys. So we're gonna go ahead and sign off here. It's gonna take our break. So if you had fun, we'll do this more often. We'll be right back after this short break. And we are back. So first and foremost, if this wasn't um we did record the first half full over Instagram live. It was a lot of fun. I think we should try to do a full episode over Instagram live. I don't know. Either maybe it's the season three premiere, which is a little bit of a ways out, but I just the chaotic energy we will exude for that episode, though, I think would be a good time to do it completely over Instagram Live. Plus, I really want you all to see me quitting the podcast live and in person. <laughs> and we had a fun time. quit for us saying Nettie Summer Romance. It was fun because you guys were giving us, like, live comments while we talked. Yeah, and they were responding oh, yeah. to it. I'm like, oh, this yeah, is not going to be fun. We're two seconds away from the Nettie Summer Romance comments that we did make. <laughs> the next morning, everyone is eating breakfast. Eddie walks into breakfast and the... Ch- Header falls silent. Nina is the first to introduce herself. She offers Eddie orange juice. He says she's the best thing he's heard since he got there. Saving asks 
when he got there and it was a shock to wake up and see him in Nick's bed. Patricia says she can imagine. Eddie says he only had the pleasure of meeting Yacker. He goes on to say nobody told him English girls were so cute. Nina asks Eddie why he changed schools. He says he got into fights, flunked classes, and oh, that he called and that the principal hated him because he said that the principal's daughter was cute. Patricia gets up asking if he could have done them a favor and gone to another school in the States. Eddie says she sure knows how to make a guy feel welcome. Explain to me why I vividly remember Patricia going yummy waffle at the beginning of the scene. Same. <laughs> like, we should explain. So when the scene starts, we just hear, like, background dialogue, basically, of everyone eating breakfast. So they must have just been, like, ad lip, Say whatever you want. So we just hear Patricia go, like, yummy waffle. <laughs> What are any of them doing here? Like they're they definitely was just just told them like improv, like how they thought they would act yeah. at breakfast. They all start acting really weird because they're all like eating food, but like really weirdly. And Richard does say yummy waffle. I was trying to listen to see if you like anything else stuck out, but it was hard to hear. Mara looked like very frantic about something. I don't know what was happening. They're, they're like, okay, go improv. There's background noise about Mick. I think they might have been talking about his flight or something. That's what really? I was hoping. That's why I, I literally listened twice trying to see if she was talking about me. Uh, all I can hear is Patricia loves this waffle. <laughs> Yummy waffles. Okay. So, uh, bracing myself for Brenda to uh, say Nettie Summer Romance. And I don't know if I can do this for like 40 more episodes. <laughs> no, well, don't worry. We're, we're not at the romance part yet. This is the... This is, the prequel to the romance they're just they're just meeting <laughs> the romance isn't until after season two so and really there's only like three episodes worth of Nettie stuff so like don't worry it's gonna be okay <laughs> really i just i can't do it <laughs> at which point i wrote in all caps Nettie summer romance and then i wrote in parentheses sorry it was in my notes i should i'm trying to like record myself dramatically stop me away <laughs> I've been commissioned to stay into the podcast. So um, I'm back. You're stuck with us. I'm back, baby! Think of all the panel moments coming. (laughs) Oh, you're right. Shit, you're right. Eddie puts his armor on Fabian's chair and for why? Fabi OTP. Um, Patricia's face when she notices everyone else is, like, enthralled by his, like, by him and his stories, like, honey, honey. (laughs) All right, this is the part where I go feral over Nettie. Nina and Eddie's first interaction. <laughs> Nina and Eddie's Cry. first interaction. Would you like some OJ? Finally, someone who speaks English. Best thing I've heard since I've gotten here. Like, the way they're smiling at each other. Like, oh my god, it is so flirty. She's flirting more with him than she's flirted with Fabian all season long. That's you true. Can't see me just sitting here with my finger up. Wait, we need to just release just this part on video, no context, to like on our Instagram. <laughs> anyway, I was like, the best thing I've heard. Everyone, Spangles here for this. He he loves this. <laughs> he loves these Americans. <laughs> and Nita, because Eddie is like, oh yeah, I flunked on my classes, blah blah. blah. Nita's face when he says that. Nita's like flunking your classes. It's hot. She's like, I'm over this nerd boy from the UK. Give me flunking your classes boy from America. Bad boy. Bad boy from America. (laughs) 
Um, also, uh, one thing I would like to understand, and I guess it kind of gets explained later, but still, how did Fabian and Eddie not meet last night? Like, how late was Eddie out that he did like did not catch Fabian before bed? Okay, well, I'm- we do like we'll hear it in a scene later, but he didn't get back till after ten. So, like, I don't know if Fabian was a good boy and went to bed before ten. Were they not doing some Sabuna stuff for once? I don't think they were doing Sabuna stuff. Yeah, or if they were, we didn't see it. So. Were they not in the cellar trying to open something up? That was during the day, wasn't it? I think oh, I so. Oh, yeah. Maybe Fabian, yeah, he must have been asleep. <laughs> As we said, the back. Sabuna plot is irrelevant today. We're not <laughs> sure about what was going on with Sabuna. <laughs> so, Eddie just flirting with everyone here is hilarious to me. Like, obviously, him flirting with Nina, true love, obviously. They're soulmates. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but the way he just, like, literally flirts. <laughs> How many ways can I make Emily flip me off today? <laughs> but no, he is flirting with everyone is Let's so go. funny. The way the way he's just like, oh, I didn't realize um, British girls were so cute, and they're like, oh my god, like they're all like so into it. I was gonna chug that entire drink, but then I almost started to choke, and I was like, no, no. Um, I said the girls are so thirsty in Jerome. I also noticed that Jerome was sitting next to Amber in the seat. <laughs> Amber forever. But Jerome is not happy with this development when all the girls are in. Obsessed with Eddie. Jerome looks very unhappy. Fabian looks concerned. Alfie, like, hands Amber a croissant. He's like, here you go, honey. <laughs> like, stop flirting with Eddie. <laughs> oh, he does point to, like, Amber. He goes, like, he's like, mine. Yeah, like, it was really so funny. funny. <laughs> but, Amber's like, oh. hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the scene is so great, but like it's funny because Eddie almost feels like out of character here because he changes so much, especially by season three. So I'm just really excited to go on this journey with him. It's yeah. gonna be a good time. I'm gonna mention it here, but I think a lot of his like early season two at like arc, like his personality in early season two, I think it's an act. I think it's an act for attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I'll, agree. I'm like, sure he's... I'll break it down a little bit more in depth as the season goes on. But I think his, like, whole, I don't think his whole, I think it's, I think most of his, like, bad boy, bad boy personality is just an act. No, 100%. He's like, I'm gonna go to this school and I'm gonna be like, I'm such a bad boy. I failed out of school. I'm gonna flirt with all the girls. What? You know, he's just doing that because he thinks that's, like, Do I believe he probably got suspended? Yes. But do I think he's actually a bad boy or, like, that he... I think he's a flirt. I don't think he's a heartbreaker. And I think those are two different things. He got suspended for thinking the principal's daughter was cute. Because <laughs> they know ridiculous. a lot of like. <laughs> Patricia about to get ex- suspended. <laughs> I do love me a good heartbreaker, Eddie Fick. They're usually angsty, but I think he's more of a flirt than like. Yeah. A love him and leave him type. If that makes any sense. I agree. Anyways, again, we'll probably break this down a little bit more as the season progresses, especially when we get to season three. On a complete, but it's a petty relevant note, so that's why I want to bring it up. So, on a completely different note, when Eddie walks in and starts, like, saying that he met Patricia, and Patricia and Eddie, like, start bickering, Alfie's face is, like, so, like, interesting. He looks, like, so, like, one, entertained, but, like, two, kind of, like, he's, like, Hmm. like he knows something's about to go down with Patricia and Eddie and I wonder if it's like his inner like Patricia's friend being like yo like she likes this guy immediately I love that a lot 
<laughs> if, if you guys watch, you like go and watch the scene, and you look at Alfie's face in the scene. He looks like he—he's thinking like something's like the second that Eddie walks in, says he met Patricia, and starts bickering. Eddie, Alfie looks like this. This is an interesting piece of information I have just obtained. <laughs> Like, I feel like Joy Joy is shown also, like, very interested by their bickering, so I feel like this was a purposeful choice. Joy and Alfie immediately are like, yeah, Patricia likes this guy. They are so sus of Eddie and Patricia's interactions. I also like that we're 10 minutes into recording and we've just finished the first bullet point. Well, <laughs> the first bullet point is really important. the most important scene. in the second half of the episode. We, we only know Eddie. <laughs> this is House of Eddie. <laughs> Actually, I was genuinely going to entitle this episode Please? House of Emily's Favorite White Boys, so you mean. <laughs> Please do. Anyways, the rest of the house gets up to leave, and Joy asks Fabian if he would like to grab some steady buddy time after lunch. Fabian wasn't paying attention, and Joy asks about him and Nina, and if they're definitely over. He says it looks that way. Joy says he needs cheering up. Joy says suggests they go to the movies. Fabian says he doesn't think he can. I just am sad for Joy, and I'm proud of her for, like, shooting her shot, and, you know, I'm sad that he's saying no, but I understand why he's saying no, because it's kind of, you know, it's been, like, a week since they broke up. But go, Joy. I just said Joy flirting with Eddie, and then immediately when Eddie leaves the room flirting with Fabian, I love this You know, this is why I love Joy. Like, I would do that if, too. So. If Joy was not canonically a cancer, she would probably be a Sag. We're telling you, I'm telling you, she's got to have some Sag in her job. She has to. <laughs> Maybe her Venus is in Sag. You know what? Her, her Venus out. is in Sag. I will not explain. Thank you, good night. <laughs> in the hall, Eddie runs into Victor. Victor says he was out past Penn. Eddie says he was out with his relatives and didn't think he needed permission. Victor says he does and in the future to get it. Also, Victor calls him Ed- Edison, but the captions say Ederson. Okay, so, like, as fans of the show who have watched the entire show, we know it's his dad, but, like, how are, like, his, like, housemates not sus when he's like, I have relatives and the, like, relatives. And it was so vague, too, like, re- like aunt and uncle. Did his <laughs> parents come? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, how are they not, like, kind of like, what do you mean, rel- like, what? you mean to tell me no one was like slightly sus like Jerome who's like a kind of a bit of a a, wee, a snake like right or like Fabian who's now his roommate right they were like just... focused on the conversation but like not what they were actually saying like they were like spying but they like did not care what they were saying they were just like ooh Eddie's gonna tell off Victor yeah I think or that's they what they're like, more excited about they're like go off <laughs> or were they just expecting Victor to ream into him and they were just ready to see the new guy get his like ass handed to him either or <laughs> or that yeah okay so okay but wouldn't mr sweet know that he needed permission to be out like victor or, wow okay but wouldn't mr sweet know that eddie needed permission to be out past pen mr sweet really just was like f victor and his rules i do my own thing now <laughs> this is I my school for that you too at school jerome is asking if everyone has signed up for donkey day the donkey day challenge jerome says he doesn't see patricia's name written down and she says to sign her up for the wonky donkey joy asks what this wonky donkey is just as Alfie and Amber walk in with their angels tied together. Patricia tells them Donkey Day isn't until tomorrow, and Alfie says they're showing everyone how it's done. Mara asks Jerome when he became so interested in the welfare of donkeys. He says summer break when he was eight. 
that he saw a donkey being ridden by a sumo wrestler and he promised he would save the donkey's people. Mara says something doesn't smell right and Joy wonders if it's just Elfie socks. What a Nickelodeon line that was. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, though. Eddie walks in and Jerome asks if he can put his name down for for a Donkey Day challenge. Eddie asks why Jerome hasn't signed up for one himself. Eddie says he will agree to do a challenge if Jerome does. Eddie says he gets to pick the challenge and that if he can eat three gallons of cream carrots, Eddie will personally give him $100. The boys end up agreeing on $150, and Elfie wonders who is this guy, referring to Eddie. Eddie on the screen, serotonin go whoosh! (laughs) (laughs) Also, they say dollars here, which makes sense, but also, like, I know Fiverr's just slang, but, like, when Jerome and Patricia were talking, they said Fiverr. So I don't know if that was, like, to, like, like, reduce the Americanism of the show or something or like does that make sense yeah that makes sense yeah they'll reduce the Americanism of the show but only when it's to emphasize that the Americans and British people are different (laughs) also of all things like how did Eddie think like you know what I'm gonna make him eat creamed carrot where did that come from where where is he gonna get three gallons of creamed carrot why that (laughs) I said is this whole situation is only so petty can have a carrot fight. It's all in his head. He's like, okay, cute girl that fights with me. We're going to have a fight with the creamed carrots. <laughs> <laughs> <You're a> <laughs> you know what? You you might not be wrong there. <laughs> or did he just not like, think this was going to go end badly and just make a mess of the school somehow? And he was just like, screw my dad. Let's destroy the school. <laughs> Like, maybe he felt like Jerome was going to get sick off the cream carrot or something and make a mess. I don't know. Who knows? Where did they get cream carrots? Who knows? <laughs> Jerome knows a guy. Eddie, <laughs> he might. Jerome, he probably does. The Eddie and Jerome dynamic is a superior Jerome di- dynamic because Eddie is calling him the FL. You know, we love to see it. I, is that why I, like, always was like, oh, I love their friendship and you can't see me, but it's the friendship in quotation marks. It's because, like, seeing Jerome actually get called out on his shit was like a fresh new concept at this point. Yes. Wait, so low-key, if we're going on, you know how I'm like, I, I mean, well, they're not friends, but you know how I said I like ships and call each other out on their shit? Does that mean I'm an Eddie Jerome show deep down? We love Jeretti. <laughs> Ready, but I went on an entire tangent in the last episode about how Poppy's Eddie's half sister, so like I don't think I can go down. Never that mind. Road. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. But that's like it is. Ready forever, <laughs> but not if Poppy. But is not if they're cousins. To Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Patricia says she still doesn't have a partner for the wonky donkey. Jerome says her partner is Eddie. They're both shocked and Jerome says they'll bond and that donkey day is already bringing people together. I just, I love Teddy so much, y'all. Like, I, I'm going feral this week, but why do I feel like it's going to be ten times worse during donkey day? I'm just going to be because like, Because Eddie! Like, the most iconic Petty. Yeah. Jerome clearly ships Petty, too. I mean, there's nothing better for a, uh, enemies to love or ship than making them tied up together for the day like yes. doesn't get better than that but such good shit season two petty is my favorite thing in the universe and like, <laughs> i love that trope so much <laughs> um oh so so this is my thought right so like you know how i think that alfie like loki's is like hmm alfie says something to jerome jerome's like let me fuck with them because <laughs> i love the five of people <laughs> so he's like you know what i'm gonna make them hang out together 
Or he just wants to fuck with them because they're fighting. But I find it would be more interesting if Alfie had said, I think Patricia might be into this guy. And Jerome's like, hmm. <laughs> like, let me see what I'll have if I metal. Probably. That's exactly what went down. Alright. Jerome gets a text from the PI saying he requires payment today. Vera is in Victor's office. She goes to inspect the keys as Victor comes in. She tells Victor she gave Corbier's beak an extra polish. Vera says he looks real fine today, just like his master. Victor tells Vera that the new boy he told her about has arrived and to watch out for him, and that he is a troublemaker. Vera says it's the quiet ones they need to watch out for, like Nina and Fabian. Victor leaves, and we see that Vera has swiped the keys. Once again, the creepy sexual tension is a lot. This was so bad. Like, when she was like, he looks fine, just like his master. Like, no, I hate it here. Like, why do you call him your, ma- like, master? That just, uh, I hate it. We've got some kinks. We don't have time to unpack all of no. them. No. It's no. It's just, uh, it's so gross. Outside, Jerome is meeting with the PI. Jerome hands him the money he raised so far. Jerome says he will get the rest. Mar asks Jerome what is going on. The PI says Jerome is paying his debts. Mar asks him if that's what the if that was donkey money. Mara asks him if donkey day is just one big scam. Jerome says he can explain. Mara asks him if he wants to end up like his dad. Jerome says there are no sick donkeys and Mara tells him to find some. Uh, not gonna lie, Mara was like kind of like low-key shitty for the do you want to end up like your dad line? Yeah, I thought that was kind of harsh too. But like also I am glad she called him out. So it's like but she just like crossed the line. Yeah, that's a line, line cross. Right. Major line cross, she knows it. There's stuff going on with his dad. Also, the PI like starts rubbing like Marley's and the PI is like rubbing Jerome's shoulder, and I'm like, that is a teenager, sir. Siri for listed affair. Oh no! <laughs> Wait! Is that how the PI wants to be paid? Head petty this whole episode because I forgot like half of these scenes that happened. Anyway, Jerome's like, No, there's no sick donkeys in Mars. Like, well, go find some or I'll let the donkey out of the pay. What is going What is happening? Mars putting, keeping Jerome and Lion. <laughs> the donkey out of the bag. I too would like line. the donkey up. It was a clever line, but it also did feel like a very Nickelodeon line. It did. I'll let yeah. the donkey out of the bag. Back at the house, Vera is unlocking the cellar door. Baby and Nina and Amber come in, and she goes to hide. Amber says there is no time like the present and proceeds to go down the cellar through the main cellar door. Victor comes down the stairs and asks Vera what she's doing. She tells Victor she thinks someone went down into the cellar. She says that the door was and says that the door was unlocked. He says leave it to him. Victor calling calls Vera my dear, and I'm so uncomfy. Down in the cellar, the Sabunas have just entered Robert's study when they hear Victor ask. Who's down there? Victor goes down to investigate. Victor goes back upstairs and says it was a false alarm and he wants to know why the door was unlocked. The Sabunas go back upstairs and Nina says she forgot to put the cube back, but they can just hide it in their room. That night, Amber has a dream about Sankara. Sankara is telling her to take her hand. Amber screams and the episode ends. Um, I really like the way like the Amber nightmare scene was cut together. Yeah, me too. It was really good. So that brings us to Brain Cell of the Week and Ship of the Week. And I don't know why I flipped them in my notes because we usually do Brain Cell first. So first and foremost, Brain Cell of the Week. I put Eddie and I don't, I had empty, only Eddie. I had, 
had no thoughts <laughs> only eddie miller but then the like <laughs> rationale behind this was like because he was like already messing with jerome also like no one's really no, no one really does smart. anything there were no, no brain we were cells today like, honestly thinking about eddie <laughs> uh, we get the brain cell our brains are all eddie <laughs> Eddie for calling no- Jerome out on his shit. Mara for calling <laughs> Jerome out on his shit. <laughs> it's basically everyone but Jerome. Ship of the week. Listen, Brenna, I'll let Brenna have like half a point for Nettie, but I just want to go Petty! I wrote Petty was being a, cult- a cultural reason. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you all know I want to say Nettie because I love them, but obviously this is a this is Petty's episode. I can't take that away from them. This is Petty's moment. This is their their meeting, so... Patty can have it with honorable mention to Nettie. <laughs> I'll give it. To, I'll give Nettie half. Nettie for having one scene and what is their only scenes that they ever. Had. I know it's really important. There's a couple more, but not a lot. So that brings us to our something fun of the week, and I thought so. There was like a meme going around, like with you give someone a playlist title and then they like make a playlist off of it. So we're gonna do. I was on yeah. Tumblr. I saw this meme. I was like, let me just see if people will do it on Twitter. And they did. And it was a fun time. And then everyone on Twitter started doing this. Am I a trendsetter? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Duh. So we are going to pick three of the titles because I asked you guys on Instagram twice. And I did tweet, like, to send us playlist titles of, like, quotes. And I know Grace technically didn't send us a quote. But, like, it's pretty iconic anyways. So, like, I put it down. And what we're going to, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run, like, the number, I late, I numbered them, and I'm going to just go one through whatever number on a number generator, and we're going to pick from there, and we're each going to pick two songs that, like, coincide with what this, like, a song that makes us, like, reminds us of this, this quote or playlist title. So, I, all right, so our first number is 13, and the quote is, not in this outfit. Hmm. Not in this outfit. Oh. That's hard. Better in like black an amber I got one, y'all. Better in the Black Dress by Katie Armitage. No, no, no. It is technically a Patricia quote. And to that I say Better in a Black Dress by Katie Armitage. Um, so is this a Patricia playlist or are you just going based solely on the I don't quote, know. Like just like whatever that like, quote would make. Because that quote, I associate that quote with that song. So like whatever you would associate with I don't that remember with. this quote. I literally thought it was Amber. Um, <laughs> well, what you if... can put it in. It's an Amber song. It just has to be a song that would make you think of this quote. Dress by Taylor Swift. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is Patricia in that pink dress and touched on a row, right? Yeah. All uh, eyes on oh. me from Julie and the Phantoms. <laughs> no. If it was um, Amber, I was gonna say Blonde by Bridget Mendler, but I forgot this is Patricia. You can make it whatever you want to be, Laura. Uh, Ladylike by Ingrid Andrus. I'm looking at my my music. I don't know if I have any songs about clothes. I don't know. I don't think I have any more songs. I believe in you, Laura. Anything. Actually, I'm taking back we're gonna take back Ladylike and I'm gonna say Little Black Dress by One Direction instead. Yeah, we need like songs about clothes. In my mind. And I don't think I have any songs about clothes. But there's a song called Jean Jacket by the Summer <laughs> Why not? On that note, Leather Jacket by Arc I mean, I already gave my two, but You can do another one. Since Laura can't come up with her second one, I'm taking. Well, I said "Style" by Taylor Swift and "Jean Jacket" by The Somerset. <laughs> Where I can't I find this song? <laughs> Leather Jackets by Arkellis. Arkellis. I can't say that. Okay, so I'm gonna run my number generator again, and to that I got the quote: "Get that goose to poop out a gem." 
So this oh needs to be like a, this needs to be like a chaos song, like all chaos. Oh chaotic man. energy. Let's so chaos song would be skinned by Sabrina Carpenter. Let's be real. <laughs> Driver license by Olivia Rodrigo. Whatever oh, the hell Joshua Bassett is doing. <laughs> I, I'm shuffling. Stay I'm away by Carly Rae Jepsen. I don't know what's uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> Crazy by Simple Plan. Uh, I have a song on here called Daft Pretty Boys by Bad Sons, and I feel like title-wise, that's fitting. <laughs> I don't even know how many songs I have on my iTunes library. What's that? What's the name of this song? The song. I don't. I don't know what song you're thinking. Oh, about. it's because well, because it's it's a One Direction song. I'm blanking on the name, but the beginning goes like circles. We go in circles. <laughs> Dizzy's all it makes us. So, Right. Same mistakes. Okay, I thought it was same mistakes, but I was I got I second second guess myself. So I'm gonna say same mistakes by One Direction, just for that part of the beginning where they're like circles, we're going in circles. Circles by Post Malone. <laughs> sure. All right, we're gonna do one more, one more for chaos. I hope it's not the random chaotic quote. Oh, this what whole is place is still standing despite our best efforts. Oh, okay, I have a legit Spotify playlist for this. <laughs> Go. <laughs> okay, wait, let me find it. I have like a a literally okay, it's called I can call it okay. First off, Anna Sun by Walk the Moon. Yep. And okay, I have many songs on this. I'm gonna go I'm gonna say Irrational Anthem by the Plain White Tees. Oh, that's just the way we roll by the Jonas Brothers. Those are gonna be my two. Um, I have to say Long Live by Taylor Swift. Classic, classic. Legally, I have to say Long Live by Taylor Swift. I, I'm trying to remember what the time, uh, name of this song is called. And then I'm going to say Here's to Never Growing Up by Avril Lavigne. I'm trying to figure out the name of the title. Okay. We'll All Be by the Main. I couldn't remember the name of the, the song. I had to Google the lyrics. The lyrics... For the first time, I feel less alone. For the f- first time, I can call this home. And that's why I was Googling. <laughs> that's the, oh. it's the title of my playlist that I was talking about. It's literally called I Can Call This Home, but I couldn't remember the name of the song that I was referring to. So we're able to actually make these playlists, right? So can we be like, go check out our Spotify? So I guess that concludes this week's episode. Thanks for coming to our live if you did when we were recording the first half. Thanks for uh, dealing with our chaos hours. And uh, I guess I, I do enjoy this podcast, even though I do make a lot of jokes about wanting to quit. So uh, check out our socials. Follow us on Twitter at Anubis Podcast, Instagram, Anubis Backwards Pod, TikTok, Anubis Backwards Pod, and our email is Anubis Backwards Pod at gmail.com. Um, definitely hit up that email if you're one of the cast members' agents. Like, we, we wait for, sure. for you. We're ready. And what you should do right now. You're going to pause this podcast because it's done. And then you're going to go on the Disney Now app and you're going to watch Secrets of Sulphur Springs. Then you're going to tweet me about it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or Megan. I'm sure Megan also wants you to Or Megan. That. Me and Megan are making up the entire fandom right now. Come join us. I'll join you eventually. <laughs> yeah, watch um, it because maybe Emily will make content for it. Good night, everyone. Good night. Sabuna. 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 Eddie is here. So much I wanted to say. The way I see it is there anyone?